Hi. Hi. So today you wanted to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, the latest one that has haunted me since we watched it last week. I don't know why you watch these movies. I don't know either. <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to disparage them or your choice of film, but... Yes, I, you do. No, no, no. It's not you in particular. I just don't get it. I, I don't... I can't watch them knowing that these people are just being massacred for no reason. Like, there's no supernatural tie. There's no, like, real connection. It's just wrong place, wrong time. And it's awful. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them. I And I guess as far as films go, like, especially the first one, it's a well-made film. And I understand why it's kind of stood the test of time. Yeah. Because it's the first of its kind. Toby Hooper. Poltergeist. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't enjoy them. They're not enjoyable films to watch. The The Texas Chainsaw Massacre films in particular are tough to watch. This one was exceptionally violent mm-hmm. in its gore. Well, it has to be now, right? Yes. They can't make like they can't make a Texas Chainsaw movie along the same lines as years past cuz no one's going to care. Well, we're numb to it now, aren't we? Yeah, Our have, tolerance has been built up. You have to make it as awful as possible and try to make as many shocking kills as possible cuz that's all the moviegoer really cares about is how many kills and how were they killed? <laughs> I remember when the 2003 version came out, I think it was with Jessica Biel and Eric Ballflower and uh, my friend Gina from work and I went to go see it and we, um, we saw it at the Howard Hughes center and then we drove back to her place in Santa Monica. And then I got in my car to drive home and I'm driving down her street and it's dark. It's like 11, 1130 at night and there's like this light kind of mist fog just hanging like exactly where my headlights are in the street. And I just kept, I was like, I just got to get to the main road. I just got to get to the big street where all the cars are and the lights, because I just kept seeing Leatherface coming, swinging around his chainsaw on 360 degrees, gone with the wind, fabulousness coming after my car. And it's exactly what happened in this latest movie that we just Mm -hmm. watched, both with the bus and in the ending. And the ending blew my mind. Yeah, it was pretty awful. I mean, knowing that I I know how these movies work. So none of the moments are truly shocking when they happen, other than like a few potential jump scares. So I know when to turn away or to not pay attention so that that image that they want to burn into my head doesn't (laughs) remain burned in my head like it does for you unfortunately (laughs) they'll never take me alive (laughs) they they do (laughs) they know exactly what they're doing they're like jared's gonna love this and then hate it i'm just haunted by it i'm i'm haunted by it because here we go so spoiler alert everybody so if you don't want to know what happens if you haven't seen it earmuff time in the very end when they think they've gotten away And as we're watching it, I just finished my rant with no, 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 no. They, I need decapitation. I need dismemberment. I need burning the villain 
to ash and watching that ash blow away into a million little particles that can never come back together again because what happened? Well, we all know that she only- came back. Yeah, the only way to get rid of a villain like that is to decapitate and actually kill them. Not to stab them, not to potentially drown them, not, not to, to set them on fire, none of that. Uppercut them in the jaw with the chainsaw and then watch them sink in like a little, like, make whole, sinkhole well, and we're, lagoon. We're in the watching basement. it and you and I are both like, he's not dead. He's not dead. What are you doing? What are you doing? What? So here they are, like, walking out into the main drag, getting in their friend's car, which is a Tesla. And they're like, let's go home. And so they tap in the home destination and autopilot engage. Totally thought they were lesbians, by the way. And then they're sisters. And then (laughs) they're driving down the street, like kind of slowly. I'm like, when's the car going to pick up speed? And why are you in autopilot at this stage? Like, you should be pedaled to the metal, getting the fuck out of there until you hit the freeway. And then you can like be like, okay, let's auto cruise. So... They're joking, and you're like, wow, there's two final girls. Nope. Here comes Leatherface running up beside the car, bashes through the passenger window, pulls the girl out of the car, which, by the way, wouldn't happen if she was wearing her seatbelt. And then the other girl, her sister in the driver's seat, like panicking, like sticks her head out of the sunroof as the car is auto-driving away, and she's not stopping it for some reason. And watching her sister being held by the hair in the street, screaming as Leatherface decapitates her with the chainsaw. And then you just see her sister screaming as the car drives her away. Like, what did I just witness? What you just said. What I just said. That's what I just witnessed. That's what she witnessed. It was... It haunts me. It really haunts me. Sure. And the rest of the movie is really super equally effective. Like when he first goes crazy. Oh my God, the scene in the back of the sheriff's truck that's mm-hmm. like the makeshift ambulance where he takes. He After takes, his mother dies. Oh my God, his mom dies and he's all pissed off. And this guy puts his hand on his and he takes his hand and like breaks it by turning the wrist all the <laughs> way around, thereby exposing. The arm bone and then takes his arm and turns it around and uses his own protruding arm bone to stab him in the neck to death. Mm-hmm. I do love Trixie Mattel's comment. I'm like, ooh, he gay now. <laughs> As oh, his wrist bends wa- backward. We did watch them. That was really funny. We like to watch with Trixie and Katya. And so yes, good. that was really funny. I love that. He's gay now. Yeah. Look, he, he crazy now. So you watch this and now it's haunting you. That the last scene. So yes. what have we learned? Nothing. Nope, nothing. What do you mean? What have we learned? <laughs> Stop trying I'm to just, make a horror movie a teachable movie. I'm movie. not. I'm not. Just, every movie is going to no, be a not. Mystic River no. or a Sophie's Choice or Mystic Pizza. Just kidding. It's so a good movie too. No, but, but you I, take all these these three women, none of whom are Portuguese, playing Portuguese women. <laughs> it was the eighties, so. wasn't it? Early nineties. It was. It, I think it was eighty eight. It was the movie right before Pretty Woman for Julia Roberts. So I, I only ask, what did we learn? Just in the sense of why do we put ourselves through this if we know that it's something that's really haunting and disgusting and awful to see that ultimately will stick with us for weeks at a time, if not months. Why do we do it? Well, why do you get on the roller coaster? Well, you don't. 
You you oh, don't. Oy vey. <laughs> I mean, I know why we used to. I know why we used to. If you want to be belligerent about it, then no, we won't have a conversation. I'm not being belligerent. I am asking, and and your question is valid too. But there's a reason that you and I don't ride roller coasters like that anymore. Anymore, but we did. Yeah. Um, just because it's not a part of your experience doesn't mean that someone else doesn't find some sort of joy or fulfillment or contentment in it. You you go to the spook parks and you walk through the haunted mazes to get scared. No, I know I know why we do those. That's that's why I'm asking this. Why do we watch these movies? The if they same don't... reason. Oh, okay. They're the same reason you get on a roller coaster. The same reason you go to a, to a scary maze because it's an adrenaline rush. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. The way we were talking about it before makes it sound like it's this awful vision in our head that just sticks with us in a in an awful way. Well, it but, is, and it does, but is but that still... not what effective art is? Is it not provocative? Is it not meant to stay with you and make you think about it and make you dissect it and broaden your perspective and your own reality? Yeah, I think that's a good Okay, so that's, of it. that's why we do it. There's a difference between torture porn and good old-fashioned scary classic horror movies that mm-hmm. are a physical tangible visceral commentary on society and culture at large okay yeah i think that's valid i mean look at that scene with them on the bus yo bro we're trying to get you canceled i mean this this man wearing a human face gets onto a bus with a chainsaw and what's the first thing everybody does they pick up their phones and they start recording mm-hmm. okay bye good riddance yeah, they they were probably the kid, the people that lost their kids to eating Tide Pods. So let them get killed with a chainsaw because they're stu- they're living the life through their stupid phone. Like this, still this is very poignant. The 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 Tesla auto drive, like how we've set up things to make our lives easier, yet they turn on us when we don't need them to do what we got them to do. Like mm-hmm. this movie for me hits that, and I'm haunted by it because there's it's. The moment that I'm haunted by is that moment when you let your guard down. And in life, especially the last couple of years, it's been very, very difficult to let one's guard down. And that's why I think that moment is effective for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the movie as a whole will be effective for people who watch it and happen to enjoy that kind of movie making. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That answers my question. And I appreciate the distinction between that and torture porn, because there is definitely a, a distinction between that. I'm There's a reason I don't watch the Hostel movies. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I have difficulty with the Saw movies, even mm-hmm. though I really enjoy the story and the lore that's attached to it as a moral, mm-hmm. um, like, fable kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's a, like a total, like, grim fairy tale. Yeah, and I can appreciate that. I just don't like seeing it. But I can understand why they do the things they do. And I think you did a really good job of explaining why people would watch it. It's, it's a expression of art and some people respond to it in a way that sticks with them in a way that art should. I think that's great. I was over the hostile movies when they killed Heather Matarazzo. I didn't see that, but I know that she was killed in a way that wasn't great. So I, yeah, I didn't really want anything well, to do. with I it. was like, done. Thanks. Yeah. Click. Goodbye. Dial tone. I like Heather Matarazzo. I love Where is she? Heather Matarazzo. I'm not sure. I miss her. Heather, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, <laughs> <laughs> um, please come back because we miss you. 
If anything, I would love for you to produce and direct a new Princess Diaries movie because I need more of those. Um, I would check one's <laughs> IMDb page before you ask them to come back because she could be working full time. You're just working per nub in all the wrong places. That could totally be right. And if that's the case, uh, my bad. But I want to know if you guys know where Heather Matarazzo is and what she's been doing. Stop asking where Heather. People, this is going to turn into like Richard Simmons. Oh, that's such a good podcast. Did you ever listen to that? No. Oh, babe, that is so good. If you guys haven't listened to that, and I'm sure they've since figured out where Richard Simmons is. But if you listen to it with the mindset that he's still missing, it's so good. Oh my god, it's so people good. People are going to be like, people are going to start talking on social media about oh my god where's, where's heather, heather? Matarazzo? Where's heather? that's not really heather matarazzo controlling her account <laughs> what happened to heather matarazzo free heather matarazzo find heather matarazzo i want her back <laughs> come on dollhouse <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that scene <laughs> welcome to the dollhouse when she's on the hood of the car just <laughs> rocking out and that like geek indian style pose that she's sitting in you know <laughs> And Eric Mavius is just rocking out in the garage, and she's just there, Indian style, with her arms out and her body just like rocking out. So good. That's an image I do not mind burned (laughs) into my head. Glasses, those like little Miss Sunshine glasses that she was wearing. It's so good. It's so good. Heather Matarazzo, please come back to us. And I liked her, um, I I mean, it's more than a cameo, but I call it a cameo because I think that she's bigger than the role that she was in. But in 54, when she played Mm, uh, mm -hmm. Shane's sister. Yeah, she's great in that. Yeah. She's good in everything. I love her. She really is. Yeah. I wish I knew where she was. I I wish that she got more play for her work because I think her work is really good. Yeah, I'm joking, but I, I, she could, like you said, very well be working on something right now that I'm just not aware of. So please, if you guys know that, send us a message, let us know. Why don't you make the next Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie and slap my husband across the face with it? Yeah, (laughs) I will, I will accept that challenge. If she feels the need to make that movie and say something about the female experience or something, I'll watch it. That's fine. Female experience. been to that you're in so much trouble give us give us a lady leather face i want to see it lady face (laughs) nope lady face massacre raise the hand save the watch i want to see it (laughs) so anyway coming back to this latest version of texas chainsaw massacre 2022 starring heather matarazzo the there were the no she's not in this the level of suspense building in the scenes was incredible, starting with that van scene post-accident when he's removed after his mom dies mm-hmm. and he's removing his mom's face to wear. And the girl's stuck in the passenger seat but still alive. And then we find out that the sheriff is still alive, but not for long. I mean, I just, my stomach was, I had butterflies, knots in my stomach the entire time that scene was happening. Yeah, I'll say for someone who doesn't really like these movies, I thought it was a good movie. It was well done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was suspenseful. It had some good jump scares. It had some good visual scares. It had some good kills. The right people were dying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, no, except for the the hot redneck guy. And by the way, she was totally wrong for saying that to him at the gas station. No, I agree with you. I I mean, the right people were dying. There's always in these movies, you're going to be sad that people are dying. But 
there are always the people where you're like, yeah, I don't mind them. <laughs> Take them out. That's fine. I don't mind that. Um, the bus scene was insane, intense. <clears throat> um, like you kind of are like, wait, what am I watching? Should I be watching this? Well, that's a massacre. That's what it's they should have done in the first massacre. movie. It was a actual massacre. It reminded me of um, the church scene in the first Kingsman film, uh-huh. but less ballet and more just brutality. Total brutality. Yeah. Yeah. Really terrible. Some terrible stuff. But so much fun. Yeah. I, and then I the other scene was when he was getting the chainsaw out of the wall and she was hiding in the closet from him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he came to get his mom's dress and she's looking straight up at him, but he doesn't see her. And then he sits down with the mask and then starts putting makeup on the mask. So good. <laughs> Giving us Texas chainsaw realness. Yes, <laughs> mama, work. It was so <laughs> awful. And because it's just so, like, I'm going to be pretty. It was now. great. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, welcome so... to the stage, Leatherface. No, it was so disturbing and scary and suspenseful and just horrible. And the thing with Leatherface is that he's fucking fast. He moves fast, faster than Freddy. Although Freddy can jump because he's kind of, you know, in the uh, he's twisty theory like that. Um, but Michael Myers only walks. Uh, Jason Voorhees just stalks. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is fast. Well, you don't think about him being fast, but he really is. No, and you always in the movies you, you like always see him at the of. last minute. It's yeah. al- always at the last like like in the kitchen scene where the guy sees him in the reflection of the pots in the pants. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, it's that scene too where like the door opens and you're running out the door and then oh no, you get sucked back in by the killer." Like in Rob Zombie's remake when uh, Daniel Harris is like screaming and running out and she made it to the fucking porch. She is out of the danger house. Nope. Grabs her, pulls her back in, slams the door shut. It's like, oh, God, they were so close. Like the ending scene when she gets pulled out of the car. Do you ever wonder if the people who are being killed in these films have ever watched horror films themselves? The character or the actor? The character. Sure. Like, I wonder if I was in that situation, having watched as many horror films as I have, if I would be responding the same way. Because I feel like... when you step outside the door of that house, like you said, the the murder house or like safety, safeties, you can't touch me. Like, I don't know where, where in their mind it clicks where they think that they're safe and everything. No, okay. they were. They did not think they were safe. They were still running. Yeah. But that but that's what happens sometimes where they're like, oh, gosh, I'm so glad that we hit him with this shovel. Oh, we feel better now. Like the guy in the second vignette from Creep Show 2, The Raft, mm-hmm. when he's like, I beat it, I beat it, I yeah. made it to land. And well, here he comes as a wave gobbles you up. Yeah, like no, for you, me, you're not safe until you are safe. You're not safe till you're at home in your pajamas, chilling out, having a like tub of Haagen-Dazs, watching Will and Grace. Knowing that the threat is dead so yeah. that it doesn't haunt you. Yeah. Not, oops, I'm in the car. He can't get me now. Like, no, nope. I don't know. That's just me well, overthinking. If you also <laughs> think about it, bad movies or horror movies really are about bad people. People that are either in some state of uh, reciprocity 
or have done something really horrible to somebody else. Uh, like, like in this situation, right? Like they brought this upon themselves because they mistakenly thought that the woman was lying, that she didn't settle her, her payments and that she didn't have a title to show that the house was hers. So the sheriff came and took her away and she died from the stress mm-hmm. that sent her son off into a tizzy and, and, and that, that switch was flipped again and he, he became Leatherface again. So, I mean, we, you know, and, and the, the, the woman that got killed at the end, I mean, through the whole entire movie, she knew she was like the first one to realize that what they had done was wrong. She also had such a shitty attitude the whole movie. Well, like, that's why I was saying like, she should have never said that thing to him yeah, at the gas station. There, I mean, look, thinking back on it, there was nothing really redeeming about her. You feel bad for her at yeah, points, yeah, but there's nothing yeah. like, oh no, please don't kill her. It's like, well, no, she's kind of snotty and the scene with the gas station too like they're 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 in a tesla so they're not getting gas but they're using the bathroom making a phone call getting some snacks and the guy a local in the pickup truck shows up at the gas station and gets out to get some gas and he's got a gun now this is texas y'all like open carry hello and and not we don't have to live our lives as declarative statements because sometimes we don't always have all the information and sometimes our opinion just doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. But her comment is, how small does his dick have to be that he's got to carry a gun? Now, cut to 15, 20 minutes down the line, and he becomes the hero who saves that girl from dying. So I think it's just, you know... Whether you take your medicine in the form of horror, comedy, romance, drama, these are all social commentaries about how people treat other people. Each genre just delves into a different side of the human psyche and how we interact with others and those that we attract to us to interact with when we are in those compartmentalized states. Well said. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 And there she goes. <laughs> this has been No Me More. So, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 is a movie that was, for me, extremely entertaining. It was very gory. It was haunting and uh, kept me on the edge of my seat, made me uncomfortable, and I would watch it again. So, if you are a horror movie fan, and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, I would say, do yourself a favor and give this one a shot. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and then if that doesn't work, just watch Grave Encounters. Mm, so good. Right? And Grave Encounters too. One of the few movies in or out of the horror franchise where the second one is actually as good as the first one. If not better. If not better. Like Toy I'm, Story 2. Oh. I don't know about that, but oh, babe. the Toy Godfather, two. Godfather. Two. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Star Trek, Star Trek, next generation. <laughs> um, so I have a question for you. Okay. If we love questions, if we were to do like movie reviews or this kind of conversation that we've just had about other movies in the future, yes. you know how Siskel and Ebert had their two thumbs up thing. Sure. What would we do? What would our thing be? Like if you just rated Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Yeah. I give it one tuck up. One tuck up. <laughs> just the one i think you should do two well you're so one, that you, can you have, have a, you, siskel and ebert each had one thumb so we each have a tuck it's oh is that tuck how it up for me tucked down yeah oh i thought they each gave like a scale of zero to two thumbs 
So like, oh, as I they get say on RuPaul's Drag bone. Race, girl, you better do your homework. Well, I was, I never watched it. It didn't they stop filming? Well, in, like, maybe the 80s we or shouldn't reference things we haven't watched. Well, it's no, it was not a rating scale system. It okay. was either a thumb up or a thumb down. Got it. And then the two of them combined would then equal two thumbs up, or two thumbs down, or one up, one down. Got it. That is correct. Interesting. So I give this movie one tuck up. So you're doing tucks. Okay. Yes. Um, so then I would give this a half tuck. Nope. Yeah. There, no, that's not how no, it works. That, yes, I think it does. So, so listen, this is this is what I think. So if you're doing a full tuck, everything's looking right. If you're doing a half tuck, you tried to tuck it, but maybe it didn't quite work and something's flopping out where it shouldn't. But I think that's a valid score. One and a half tucks. I don't, I disagree with you. Okay. Listeners. I think that you need to so write I, in. I think he's wrong. No, I think it's either... It, they didn't have... Oh, I give this movie a half thumb. That's what I mean. Did they just say thumbs up or thumbs down? That is correct. That's oh. the entire fucking format of this process. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, so with that in mind, I would give this movie a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Because it is a well-done film. It had ample scares. Mm-hmm. There was excellent social commentary, mm-hmm. and it was timely while still maintaining a classic sensibility for those mm. people who love the genre and love the franchise. Nicely I didn't. Put. I didn't care for it for myself, but mm-hmm. that's because mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care for these movies. Mm-hmm. But as a film, th- uh, tuck up. Well, and that should say something too, because even if it's not your cup of tea, you recognize that it did its job well enough that those who enjoy it will enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks, babe. You're saying tuck as in drag, right? Yeah. Okay. Just what else? Make... What, like a tuck's medicated pad for hemorrhoids? I don't know. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't have the best reference of things sometimes, so I just wanted to make sure I knew what we were talking about. Oh. That's all. Oh, and by the way, guys, you can catch me on this week's episode of Inside the Drag Closet with Jade Devere. Uh, I was on it once before. They've asked me to come back. We're going to be talking all things makeup and glamour. And that's going to be this Wednesday, the 2nd, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. We will put the link for that in our Instagram bio. And you can also find information for that on my Know Me More Instagram page at get to know Me More. Again, inside the drag closet this Wednesday, the 2nd, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be fun. I am excited and looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Okay. You can send all of your questions and comments to... Oh. Uh, hello See? at mrandmrs.com. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Sorry. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a question for us or want to be a guest on our podcast? Email us at hello at mrandmrs.show. Or for more information and episodes, visit our webpage at mrandmrs.show.